Welcome back, Bible readers. This is the Rooted Podcast, and we're in the middle of a study through the book of Psalms. And today we're going to be working through Psalm 85, I believe, to around Psalm 113, I think is where we stop for today. Um, next session, we'll finish the book of Psalms and uh, um, get into some Christmas reading uh, two weeks up through Christmas and into the new year. Um, so that's what's coming. But today we're going to talk through this section of Psalms here, and uh, obviously we're not going to be able to cover every single psalm. Um, uh, all these psalms are really good. Um, and as we mentioned last time, you know, paying attention to the inscription at the beginning of the psalm helps a lot with keeping in context or maybe adding more context to what's going on. Uh, helps you get a better idea of what was happening. And I like that. It's, it's kind of like uh, uh, some of these events that happened um, throughout the course of the narrative in the Old Testament. We get a little uh, inside, tra inside track on what was happening or what the people were thinking, especially with David and all the things that he went through. If we didn't have the Psalms, then you would think he was just a guy who had a couple slip-ups and he was really, you know, didn't have any problems. <laughs> but as you read through the Psalms, you say, oh yeah, he had problems. He had questions, just like we all have questions. And uh, But he talked to God about them, kind of reasoned them out to God which is kind of interesting as we read through. So today we're going to start with Psalm 84, I believe it is, um, somewhere in that, yeah, I think 84, and uh, kind of work our way through. So there's any of these Psalms, Tim, 84, 85, 86, maybe we'll go in the 80s here, um, that really stuck out to you. I noticed a few of these are Korah's Psalms. Yes, I, I love the, the praying part of the Psalms. And a lot of times David or whoever's writing the psalm, for instance, Psalm 86 is a prayer of David. Yeah. And uh, he says in verse 6, Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Attend to the voice of my supplication. I love verse 11 because it's something you and I can pray as we're reading this. Yeah. I, I love to pray the scriptures. And yeah, he definitely. says, Teach me your way, O Lord. I will walk in your truth. Unite my heart. And, and I think this is one of the key all Christian living, unite my heart to fear your name, and I will praise you, O Lord my God, with all my heart. Yeah. And so those are great passages, great prayers uh, that we can pray. Yeah, and and these no doubt are probably prayers that uh, David would have prayed. Yes. Um, so, yes. again, we don't know in context um, when he would have prayed it, but we do know that they are a prayer. And I mentioned uh, in the podcast last week, you know, some of these things, the inscriptions, like in Psalm um, 88, you've got an inscription here. It says, uh, a song to be sung to the tune of the suffering of affliction. So um, last time on the podcast, I was asking Nathan, because he's our worship leader, and I was asking him about, you know, what if we were to put some of the Psalms to uh, the tunes and, and lyrics and put it together? And he didn't know, but uh, you might you might know. But the um, the Geneva Bible, there was an old Geneva Bible. It was called the um, uh, I remember the title. It was called the Geneva Psalter. Hmm. And in the Bible, at certain passages in Psalms where it says a tune, they actually have the measured um, uh, like sheet music right there hmm. uh, with a tune, and they tried wow. to put it to words so you could actually, I guess, play it or sing it. 
um, it's within there. But I, I find it interesting that the tunes were already in use, <laughs> and we're given kind of the lyrics here. Yeah. And if we knew what the tune was, talk about being biblical with our singing, huh? Yeah. Because we could actually sing, <laughs> sing the song out uh, the way it was intended. Well, in the temple, they certainly had organized oh, choirs. Yeah. They yeah. had rows coming on this You're side right and rows coming on that side and all the instruments. And I was reading in the Old Testament uh, the other day where, um, who was it, Asaph prophesied, mm-hmm. yeah. prophesied with his harp. Hmm. And so two or three places it says that. Prophesied with so his harp. prophesied with his heart. I mean, and I, that, that takes me back to um, uh, Exodus 15 when they came out of the Red Sea and Moses sang the song and the people sung it. And then it says that Miriam, the prophetess, mm-hmm. um, led the singing yes. with tambourines. Yeah. Yes. And there was some singing going on there too. Of course, the, the Levitical choir you find uh, as well in the, in the temple. So maybe you could only sing if you were a Levite. Yeah. Maybe God gifted the Levites <laughs> with the ability to sing. Um, anyway, I, w- I was quizzing Nathan on that uh, the last podcast. Just curious because obviously they're here because this was Israel's prayer and worship handbook. That's right. Exactly. The Psalms, that's what they were. Yep. And so they often use them. Uh, sometimes I just wish we had a little more information about, you know, yeah some of those are putting to music some of these. And again, you know, people get inspiration from Scripture for uh, when they um, uh, develop a song or when they write a song, um, the lyrics and stuff, um, they get inspiration from here. But Psalm 88, uh, again, I think it's interesting here. It says, a psalm of the descendants of Korah, a song to be sung to the tune, the suffering of affliction, a psalm of Heman, or Heman, the Ezraite. And you mentioned earlier, this was one of David's mighty men. Yes. Um, And so... You know, David's mighty men were probably very... I think of David as a Renaissance man <laughs> who was a good warrior. He was probably good-looking, and uh, he had a great relationship with God. Right. Um, he was musically inclined, right. and uh, maybe some of his mighty men were the same way. Right. Uh, maybe they had some of the same talents and, <laughs> and same abilities. Um, but this psalm, Psalm 88, there's uh, several things uh, that, that I... I noted here, um, you know, David's talk or not David's talking, but but Heman here, the the Ezra, he's talking in verse six. He says, "You have thrown me." My translation says, "You have thrown me into the lowest pit, into the darkest depths. Yep. Your anger weighs me down." Mm-hmm. Says with a wave after wave, you've engulfed me. You have driven away my friends, making me repulsive to them. I am in a trap. And then he says, um, "Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy." Are your wonderful deeds of any use to the dead? Do the dead rise up and praise you? No, I do. Um, and he says, Lord, I cry out to you, verse 13. I will keep pleading day by day. Um, and, and it's just in the darkest hour. Um, he's David begging, had some really dark hours. And didn't he's he? pleading, yeah. 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 Him and his, yeah. his mighty men. He had difficulty with uh, Saul, he had difficulty yeah. with his son Absalom. And yeah, all those close family, those different things that he really had to deal with, and uh, you, you see those those prayers, and and he was a man's man. He was a mighty warrior, but yet he was tender. Mm-hmm. And we have his yeah. psalms, and he sings, and uh, pray. We see uh, his prayers. The, the MacArthur Study Bible has a 
a little introduction before each of the Psalms, and it gives a little bit of the historical background oh, in the Old the Testament, that, yeah, yeah, where it came from, and a Psalm of Ascent, or what, when he was running from Absalom or running yeah. from Saul, and yeah. uh, and the the Southern Baptist have a, a has a summary Bible, and I've had to, I have two or three of those. And they didn't go over too well because they're, they're really thick, yeah. but they summarize every single chapter in the Bible. And wow. it's really valuable when you come to the Psalms yeah. to get the historical background right. of, you know, what was going on when this Psalm was written. Yeah, because some of the Psalms yeah. don't have inscriptions. They're kind right. of, right. you know, you don't know. Right. So you have to be... Now, what I find interesting in this one, Psalm 89, although it says a Psalm of Ethan, the, the Ezraite, um, Psalm 89, towards the end of the Psalm... I mean, you're talking about the David and the Davidic covenant in verse 29, verse 20, 28, really. I will love him, be kind of him forever. My covenant with him will never end. I will preserve an heir for him. His throne will be as endless as the days of heaven. Yep. But if his descendants forsake my instructions, fail to obey my regulations, they don't obey my decrees, then I will punish their sin. But, he says, I will never stop loving him nor fail to keep my promise to him. No, I will not break my covenant. I yes. will not take back a single word I have said. And then verse 36, his dynasty will go on forever. His kingdom will endure as the sun. And here's one of David's mighty men talking about how God is blessing uh, David and how God has promised and he, he's going to keep his promise. Yes. No matter what happens, he's still going to be faithful to him. And so, um, you know, and he's kind of comparing it, you know, you love David so much, well, what about me? Well, what about me? This guy is saying, you know, <laughs> can I have some of that same love? And, and you know, I think we sometimes think of the same thing when we're reading through some of these psalms and think, wow, look at David, look at all that he did, and, you know, and, and kind of like, well, what about me, Lord? You know, <laughs> I'm just some average Christian living in the, you know, 21st yeah. century. Were we in the 21st or 20th? 21st. <laughs> We're in the 21st. 21st century, <laughs> not the 20th century. 21st century. You know, who am I? But look, here's David, you know. You love him. You promised him all these things. Well, what about me? Well, all we have to do is go to the New Testament yeah. and realize what we have yes. through Christ and what we have through his life and, and who he is. And so I look at a lot of these Psalms as... as I've said uh, before, kind of like David, just kind of having conversations with God, just about yeah. real hard topics in life that he just wanted somebody to talk to, wanted somebody to ask questions. Not that he's looking for answers; he just wants to know, wants to talk, wants to have yep. fellowship. Yes, and of course. You know, prayer is not just bowing our heads and closing our eyes; it's it's having a relationship yes. with God. Yes, and I feel like even though you look at some of these psalms, and say, David. You said that about God, or you asked that about God. Why would you ever do that? But he was being real. He was being right. authentic. He was being genuine. Because God knows his heart. God knows our hearts. You know, we're not going to hide anything from him. That's as, right. As if he, you know, oh, I don't want to say that because God will find out. Well, he already knows. Yeah. And knows these are great hearts. verses to pray that you and I can pray. Yeah. Um, when I when I read through the Psalms, or when I read through the Old Old Testament, New Testament, and there's passages that are prayers, you can pray those prayers. Like Psalm 90, he says, Lord, yeah. you've been our hiding place in all mm -hmm. generations. And I love this. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And yeah. it the Psalms talk a lot about creation. Oh, they do, don't and, they? And, oh, my, 
just so much worship and he, he's talking about everlasting to everlasting he says a thousand years in your sight yep it's like yesterday when it's past and are a watch in the night then he applies it in verse 10 when he talks about you and I yeah you know we might live 70 years I if hope we're so. really blessed <laughs> yeah really blessed we might live 80 years, 80 years yeah compared to you know the eternality of God God is everlasting um, you and I well we're, our days are numbered. Yeah, because it so. says, teach us to realize the brevity of life. Yes. So we can grow in wisdom. Yes. Of course, this is the Psalm of Moses, too, by the way. Yeah. But um, verse 14 is actually um, uh, in my house, Psalm 90, verse 14. Uh, it's up on the wall in uh, our living room, and it says, satisfy us, satisfy us each morning with your unfailing love so we may sing for joy to the end of our, our days or <laughs> our lives. And that's a really that's that's one that's of great. that's a, that's a really good verse because awesome. you come each morning you come down through there and I see it and I'm reminded that Christ is going to be my satisfaction he needs to be if he's not yeah. then it's going to yeah. be a bad day be content with him satisfaction yeah. in him so we can sing for joy and, and and you know Psalm 90 here's the Psalm of Moses that goes way back to 14 1500 <laughs> BC. So the Psalms cover that period of, like we've been saying, about 1,000 years from 1,500 to about 500. Um, now, Psalm 92, and I don't know if I skipped 91, but Psalm 92, is, it says a song to be sung on the Sabbath day. It's very particular. So it's, it's almost uh, specific for just that day. And as I read through it, and, of course, I got to the end of it, I found this interesting verse um, uh, 12, it says, but the godly will flourish like palm trees yep. and grow like the cedars of Lebanon, for they, for they are transplanted to the Lord's own house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. And I think that's interesting. He's comparing old age will still produce fruit. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's and that <laughs> was still the be point. fresh. That was yes. the point. Is that you know people who may be older. There is still time left. There's still opportunities for them to continue to serve. God the Lord. wants you to, to. God wants to use you too. Exactly. You know, older it doesn't, people. doesn't matter the yes. age. Yeah. You might have some physical lim, uh, limitations, but there's still ways in which God can. And use And those you. are powerful metaphors, aren't yeah. they? Oh, aren't the righteous they? shall flourish like yeah. a palm tree. Yeah. What do you think of when you think of a palm tree? Yeah, those are things that... Beautiful, I mean, they just, aren't they? Yeah, but they go in... in, in They'll bend. Yeah, I was going to say in the storms, they'll bend back and forth. They're flexible. And those coconuts, when they come down, yeah. I think, you know what, I think somebody told me, and it may have been my son, that said, Dad, more people die accidental deaths um, by being hit on the head with coconuts than they do by being like eaten by sharks. Oh wow! That seems like a statistic <laughs> he would know. But anyway, I think of the palm trees and them just waving yeah. back and forth, and they don't ever. Have well, you ever seen a palm tree yeah. uprooted? Not that I'm aware of. I mean, unless they're, yeah. you know, transplanting it or something. Dug up. Yeah, yeah, dug up, and and, and it says like and grow strong like the cedars of Lebanon, those yeah. ones that are were used to build the temple and things that would be around for for millennia. Yeah, yeah. For, for sure. Um, all right, what about Psalm? There's a, some like 93 and 94 don't really have inscriptions um, necessarily. Um, yeah, I think there's like 70 Psalms that haven't been attributed to anyone. And so Psalm 93 is, is one of those, and it talks about the Lord reigns. Yeah. He, he is clothed with majesty. I love those verses that describe the, 
magisterial greatness, royal kinghood of God. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the world is established so that it cannot be moved. Then it says, your throne is established from old, from everlasting. Yeah. And verse 5, you know, he talks about God's testimony. What, what, what does uh, the NLT say of verse 5? Um, your ro- of, of Psalm ninety three, yeah, Psalm ninety three. Your royal laws cannot royal be changed. Royal laws, yeah. yeah. Your so reign. The new King James says your testimonies. I like that. <laughs> royal, yeah. That's, uh, that's, this is O Lord, uh, is holy forever and ever. Yeah, you know, and it, sometimes it's hard for us to sit down and think and describe out some of the characteristics yeah. of God. Yeah, and we know through some texts of Scripture what it might be like, but kind of and. You look at Psalm 95, there's some similar words there. Uh, verse 4, it says, He holds in His hands the depths of the earth. It's huh, pretty amazing. And the mighty yeah. mountains. The sea belongs to Him, for He made it. Again, there's creation. Yeah. His hands formed it. Dry land, too. There's creation. It says, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord God, our Maker, for He is God. That's a song. Uh, we are the people. He watches over the flock under His care. Um, and I think it's interesting that the next part of verse 7, he says, if you only would have listened to his voice today. And it's a comparison. Right then it says, remember back 40 years in the wilderness when Israel yes. didn't listen to God's yes. voice? If you would just do it today, <laughs> you would stop yourself <laughs> or prevent yourself from going into the same yes. problems they had. Yes. For 40 years they wanted, I was angry with them. They refused to listen to me. Um, and of course, they never entered his rest. Of course, that's in relation to Hebrews chapter three, the end of verse no, or, or Psalm ninety-five, and how the rest was considered the promised right. land. Something that a lot of people take out of context when you get to the book of Hebrews. Uh, rest is not heaven; it's in context. It's related to the promised land. <laughs> yeah. But that's Very a whole other so. issue <laughs> for another time. <laughs> but I, I, I like how he compares it and says, you know, um, don't be like Israel. You know, listen to the voice of God. Listen to Him. He's the one that did everything. And you think of the nation of Israel. God created everything. God did everything for them, yet they still chose not to listen to His voice. And the psalmist says, listen, you who are reading this today, pay attention. Follow God's voice the first time. Don't be like Israel who wandered for 40 years. Eating the same thing every day, by the way. We are prone prone to be like Israel, prone to sin, prone to wander. Prone to stray. There we go, getting and, songs in there oh, again. My, yeah. <laughs> There's so many That's songs. True. That's songs, true. Songs, S-O-N-G-S, in the Psalms, the P-S-A-L-M-S. Yeah. Um, There's songs that are here. What else about? I, I love the, uh, over in Psalm 94, the, the the metaphors and the words, the expressions that David uses in, he, in his prayers. He says, unless, verse 17, unless the Lord had been my help, Notice the depth depth of his pain. Mm. My, my soul would have soon settled in silence. Mm. If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, oh, you will hold me up. And then verse 19, you ever have anxiety? Mm. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. Those are encouraging verses if yeah. you have worry, if you have difficulty in your life, if you have some trouble with your children, 
Uh, anxiety is a big deal today. It is. Big deal. And, and you know, here, and this psalm isn't attributed to anybody necessarily, but David had lots of anxiety oh my. as well. Oh. It seems like he was never uh, out of the clear, could never rest, could never relax. He's always being chased by his enemies, always worried about his family, always always something. Constant. It yeah, it's always relentless. something. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For sure. Well, what about Psalm 96 or 97 here? Any of these um, kind of stuck out to you? Psalm um, 96, again, creation, for yeah. the Lord is great, yeah. greatly to be praised. He is to be, and this is one of the themes of, of Psalms, he, he's to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the people are idols. Mm-hmm. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before. I, I love that phrase, strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. And uh, strength and beauty, yeah, beautiful words. Kind of is reminiscent of the temple too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! It was very Takes us to the temple, and um, it was beautifully done. The sanctuary, yeah. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness, and yeah. tremble the mountains. In chapter ninety-five, the mountains melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. And so that's uh, those are pretty. Great, great words. And, and, and over in Psalm 99, you know, at the very beginning, I mean, again, talking about God on his throne, you know, the Lord is king, let the nations tremble. He sits on his throne between the cherubim, let the whole earth quake. Yeah. The yeah. earth, the Lord sits in majesty in Jerusalem, exalted above the nations. Your name is holy, mighty king, lover of justice. Yes. I like that. You have established fairness. You have acted with justice and righteousness throughout all Israel. It says, exalt the Lord our God, bow low before his feet, for he is holy. Um, and again, it says, exalt the Lord our God. Again, worship at his holy mountain in Jerusalem. Jerusalem was a uh, was a soft spot, we might say, for God. That's oh, where... that's God's chosen. He <laughs> <Yes>. chose. <laughs> that's a specific yeah. place that he chose, and it's still going to be involved in, in, in future history right. prophecy, I guess I should say, which is future history. Where he's going to establish his name, yep. where he placed his temple. And when you look at Psalm 99, and um, I was thinking about this this morning when I read through this in verse number one, that it says he dwells between the cherubim. Mm-hmm. And you, you remember historically... The, the wings of the cherubims, you know, touched each other. And the Ark of the and, Covenant. And the yeah. Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, and the mercy on, seat. Yeah. The mercy seat was yeah. on top of yeah. the Ark of the yeah. Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant symbolizes the very presence of God yeah. and the greatness of God, the power of God. And mm-hmm. um, that's those, those. And, of course, Ezekiel tells us that there are cherubim in and around the throne. Yeah, of God too. So Absolutely, that as protectors is, of His yeah. holiness. And, yeah, yeah. And outside of the uh, Garden of Eden, uh, yeah, those the angels cherubim. were yeah. flaming swords and so forth. Now, Psalm 100, I memorized that in in school for a lot of things. A great Psalm of Thanksgiving, um, and just like Psalm. That's appropriate for this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for yeah, this for time of year, enter His gates with thanksgiving. Give thanks to Him. Give praise to Him. Um, for the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever. I'm trying not to quote it in my King James English that I <laughs> memorized it in, you know. Um, wow. But Psalm 100 is a great psalm, by Amen. the way. Easy psalm to memorize. If you wanted a psalm to memorize, uh, uh, I would encourage you to 
Psalm, well, of course, Psalm 23 is nice too, but Psalm 100, a great, simple psalm to memorize, a psalm of thanksgiving. Um, and then you got Psalm 101 and 2 here. Um, and I like 102 because it, the inscription says, a prayer of one overwhelmed with trouble, pouring out problems before the Lord. I mean, goodness sakes, what an appropriate psalm for most of our lives. Yeah. You know, here's a prayer of someone who's overwhelmed with trouble, and so he pours out his problems before the Lord. Yes. That's exactly what we do in prayer, that's, what we should prayer. do in prayer. That's prayer. Is to pour out because we're going to the one who can deal with the problems, who has the ability to fix the problems or answer the problems. That's right. Or help us see the perspective Amen. that it's not really a problem at all. Yeah. That maybe um, we're just not seeing the whole picture. And I love... Um, I love some of the things that uh, that it describes in this psalm. Yes, um, about that, and uh, in verse eleven, my life passes as swiftly as the evening shadows. <laughs> I am withered away like grass, but you, O Lord, will sit on your throne forever. Ever, yes. yeah. And you will arise and have mercy on Jerusalem. Of course, talking about Jerusalem for your people love every stone in her walls. I think thought about the uh, wailing wall. You know, and they cherished even the dust in the streets. You know how people put the prayers in the, oh, in the yeah, wailing wall. And, and, you know, they love every bit of it. And it's talking a little bit more about Jerusalem there. But um, verse 27, but you are always the same. You will live forever. And, and you know. And there's creation again, yeah. verse 25. Yeah. 26, 27, all that's creation. And, and I just, I, I really like this psalm because it's, hear my prayer, listen to my plea. Let me just pour out my problems to yeah. you, Lord. And uh, while it's good to talk to others about problems and get some godly counsel and advice, ultimately you need to take it to the Lord. Yeah. Well, you see, you see how the psalmist dealt with his problems? Yeah. He took it to the Lord. Exactly. And then the Lord put within, him, put within his heart worship and praise. And when you begin to see the greatness and the incredible power of God, and who God is as creator. When I read verse 27, why, why would he even put verse 25 and 26 in the middle of his prayer? You know, he says in verse 24, I said, Oh my God, do not take me away in the midst of my days. Your years are throughout all generation. Now he goes into praise. He says, Of old, you laid the foundations of the earth. The heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you endure and, you know, how many times do we pray? I mean, I pray all the time and say, I catch myself saying this, Lord, heaven is your throne. Earth is your footstool. You own everything that's in between. Think about the greatness of God. Yeah, yeah. And so he's praying with his problems, and then he begins to praise. Yeah. Um, what about Psalm? Uh, I've got several underlined here in Psalm uh, 103 here. Um, I like verse 8. It just general. It says, The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry, yes, he is. and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve. Yes. Man, isn't that true? He gives us mercy. Yes. For he knows, verse 14, how weak we are. He remembers we are only like yeah. dust. Because it's true. God created us and he, out of the dust and ground, and he breathed into this the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Yeah. And in verse 16, I mean, how how um, insignificant does that make us feel? It says, the wind blows, and we are gone, <laughs> as though we had never 
ever been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever. Uh, Again, it's the contrast. You know, the Lord has made heavens his throne, for there he rules over everything. Isn't that awesome? Verse 19, those those are the verses that just excite me. Yeah. Uh, And even even, uh, supernatural beings here in verse 20, praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carry out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. And we Praise see that again. Everything is created. We see those passages yes. again in Hebrews. Yes, yes. Uh, Everything in all of his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. And you look at that psalm and you say, why does God even <laughs> mess with us? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you think, why even us? <laughs> you know, all these psalms talk about you know, what is that Psalm, Psalm 8? What is man that you are mindful of him or the son, son of man, man that you should visit us? <laughs> like it's saying, what is man that's really worth anything? And why in the world would you even send Jesus to redeem mankind? Yeah. I think the angels or the supernatural beings are probably asking the same questions. <laughs> why in the world would you ever do that? And we don't know other than we, we know it's because of his love for us, not because of anything that we could do for him. Um, because obviously... We have proven that and shown that <laughs> from time and time again. Um, there's so many other things here. What about Psalm 104? Psalm and 104, I, I love. 104, 105 are long. Yeah, Psalm 104, verse two. Um, I, I, you know, we've we've all read about the the background of this verse. Who who cover yourself with light, yeah. as with a garment, who stretch out the heavens like a like a curtain, yep. and a, a, a lot of the scholars in the creation passage yep. uh, use this verse as saying that Adam and Eve, b- before the fall, they were clothed with light. Mm. And when they went into sin, the lights went out in Georgia, and they <laughs> went into darkness. <laughs> I and, guess so. uh, John Phillips has yeah. a par- passage yeah. on this also, yeah. and I remember re- reading that several years ago, and it, it's really, really pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, mean, it's got several more about creation. Verse 5, you place the world on its foundation. You set a firm boundary for the seas. Verse 9, so never cover the earth again. Um, You make the moon to mark the seasons. Verse 19, the sun knows when to set. You send the darkness and becomes night, and all the forest animals prowl about. And it goes on and on describing creation. But then um, you go over to Psalm 105, and then he's talking about the nation of Israel. And I put... All these, I underlined all these things that dealt with, okay, he's tracing it from Abraham, you know, through Egypt, through Canaan, through Joseph. Uh, Then you've got Moses and Aaron, all the plagues, water in the blood, frogs, flies, gnats, locusts, the oldest son out of Egypt. Um, Goes all the way down, for he remembered his sacred promise to Abraham, manna and quail in the desert. Um, And verse 45, all this happened so that they would follow his decrees and obey his instructions. But yet they chose not to. God did all of that for them, yet the people decided we're still not going to do. It's a pretty good summary statement of all Psalm 105, verse 45, summarizes that whole historical narrative that they might observe his statutes and and keep his law. And I think 105 (laughs) is connected to 106 because like 106, verse 7, they soon forgot his many acts of kindness to them. They rebelled at him at the Red Sea, verse 13, how quickly they forgot what he had done. They wouldn't wait for his counsel. 
Um, I like it. I like what it says. And my translation says in verse 20, talking about the calf, it says they traded their glorious God for a statue of a grass eating bull. Yeah. That's yeah. the way my translation yeah. says. Well, the, the New King James says they changed their glory into the image of an ox that mm-hmm. ate, that eats grass. Eat grass, yeah, exactly. But, and so the people refused to enter the pleasant land, the promised land, for they would not believe his promise to care for them. Um, verse 24. And that's also related to that passage yes. in Hebrews. Yes. Hebrews 3. Absolutely. Um, and through the rest of this, it's talking more and more about how they get themselves into more and more trouble simply because they don't listen to the voice yeah. of God. How much more important is it for us to listen to the voice of God? If they, and God did all these things for them in front of them, in front of their very eyes. Yes. I mean, can you imagine walking through the Red Sea? You know, it started at night. Moses lifted his hands. They walked through the Red Sea. By dawn, it says, the Red Sea is ready to shut, and the Egyptians are trying to pursue. But all through the night, yeah. you're walking through the Red Absolutely. Sea. You're seeing fish on the sides of the walls. You're probably trying to grab in there and get you some lunch or yeah. get you a midnight snack. And then that them. wall of protection came in between the Israelites and the how could Egypt, you, Egyptians. Yeah, you know, they yeah, were pursuing. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> pillar cloud. Of cloud and, but yeah. how could you walk through that entire... Yeah. Red Sea, and then on the other side, three days later, start complaining and says, well, God's forgotten us, and he's yeah. not taking care of us. How could you see God do that? Yeah. Taking all night to walk, what, two to three million people through the Red Sea, and then say, I'm sorry, three days later, the the Red Sea miracle wasn't enough. Yeah. It's just like the book of Deuteronomy. He yeah. over and over again tells us to remember, remember. They forgot. They re- you know, How petty. Yeah, we, we just forget. We're fallen. We're we're prone to complain, and um, it's you know it's uh, sometimes. Do you ever catch yourself complaining in your own heart? You know you don't you don't even share it with your wife or anyone else. Yeah. But you just you're you're, you're talking to yourself, so to speak, and yeah. you're you're complaining, and you shake your head. Right. Man, what in the world am I complaining about? Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's it's amazing. Well, the Psalms will help in some of these. And we didn't get to, our time is just about finished here. We didn't get to the rest of them in Psalm 112, 113. <laughs> um, I think 113 is where you'll stop um, for this week. Yes. Um, but uh, although I do like Psalm 113, verse 3, everywhere from east to west, praise the name of the Lord. For the Lord is high above the nations. His glory is higher than the heavens. Who can be compared with the Lord our God, who is enthroned on high? It says he stoops to look down on earth and on heaven. He lifts the poor from the dust. He and the needy from the garbage dumps. Mm-hmm. He sets even among them princes. He gives children. I mean, this is the great God that we serve. And Amen. yet, like you say, we complain so much. Yeah. Just a few days later, it's kind of like coming to church on Wednesday or on Sunday and you get all charged up, you get yeah. your batteries charged up for, for the week, and then come Monday, it's like, boom, your batteries yeah. are dead yeah. because you're just completely forgotten. It's, it's kind of like when you, when you see what God did with Elijah and, and the prophets of Baal. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good example. A couple hours later, Jezebel threatens him, <laughs> and he runs for his life. He's got his tail between his legs, depressed, out of town. ready to kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> Goes to a mountain place to hide somewhere. And this is Elijah. Yeah. This is a prophet of God. This is yes. one who prayed and rained down fire, fire. or prayed yeah. and it stopped uh, rain for three and a half years. Yes. This is a guy 
who got caught up into heaven with a chariot of fire. <laughs> he didn't see death. <laughs> Yeah. And he's one who is just like us. <laughs> so if anything, the Psalms remind us as, yeah. as we finish for today and um, next week we'll finish out Psalms. They just remind us that, you know, here are people that are writing the Psalms, a variety of different authors who are just like us. And they respond and do things just like we do. Yeah. But thankful that God's character doesn't change. Amen. And God remains the same. Amen. So that's the truth that you need to take from today's session. If you have any questions... Contact us at Bible reading at lmbc.org um, and continue your reading through the Psalms. And I encourage you, use a different translation too, because sometimes a different translation might help you better understand as you read through the Psalms. Amen. So that's all the time we have for this week. We'll see you guys next time.